podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hi everybody, uh, my name's Shug and I'm hosting the, the flagship show for This Is Ibrox this week. Our usual head podcaster, uh, Scott, is celebrating his 50th birthday this weekend, so I get to step in for him to discuss what was a poor result yesterday against Rose County. I'm with me to go through that and have a look ahead towards the transfer window closing and the Celtic game I've got done. How are you, Dylan? Yes, thanks, Rug. Um, quite convenient that, you know, Scott had his birthday weekend on this weekend of all weekends, you know. Yeah, that's I <laughs> got a message through this morning, not a surprise party, <laughs> uh, but I guess you're only 51, so <laughs> I you might as well celebrate it. Uh, so, yeah, no, we'll go into the Ross County game first and see, we'll start with the beginning. What did you think of the team? They are straight in. Quite surprised. I mean, he only signed a couple of days before, didn't he? So I suppose you could argue kind of like Wright hasn't really stepped up to the plate because if Wright was on fire, would he have started ahead of Diallo? Probably. But uh, no, I mean, the team more or less wasn't a surprise to me. But again, more surprising was Diallo. But I suppose when you've got like that ability, you kind of want him straight in your team. Yeah, I wonder if it was part of looking forward to the next game we've got and getting that. Yeah, that did. Yeah, and unfortunately, Alex Lowry had to drop to the bench, but Jorigo mm-hmm. back. How pleased yeah. was it to see him back in the squad? I'm, I'm pleased he was back in the team. I mean, he's probably been, I say he's probably been, he's been our best player this season. Um, I don't think it's any coincidence that we've struggled in the last few games without him being in the team. Um, you know, Laurie's done well. I think he's took his strategies well with like, Sterling Livingston, but it's just no arguments. Then we go straight back in. I think he, I think the fact that we played better yesterday, I know that's great. We were saying that after a sweet straw with Ross County, but um, the fact that we played better yesterday than we did against Livingston during the week, um, it's no coincidence. West real being a team. Yeah, and uh started well and uh, mm-hmm. I remember reading before the game that Diallo scored with his first touch for Manchester United. So yeah. as many well. touches <laughs> in the uh, he showed up at the back post with the Jamaica the opener. Yeah, it was good. Um Sky um my good move started off as Itton. Um guys grammar bowled at Rebo and then yeah, again, just some bads, can't just, we just sort of drove the ball forward and then was able to get um, DL in the back post. Um, again, he was kind of like quick off his feet, I thought. You know, he kind of raced past the Ross County defender. Um, again, I think that's probably the, what we should be expecting from him, just the fact that he's got that pace to get in behind the players. But yeah, it was a, it was a good start for him. You know, you, know, you, you kind of thought we would just kick on after that. Yeah, I think it's something that We've probably been missing under Gio's sort of formation with the wingers being wingers is them mm-hmm. actually coming in off the wing at the back post to get yeah. goals like that. Something we've seen over the last few seasons with Tav showing mm-hmm. up at the back post. Uh, we'll get to that later on, but 
Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly, I think that's probably what we're looking for is Diallo and then hopefully Kent on the other side to be popping up at the back post, take a bit of uh, strain off the strikers, something to score. Yeah. Uh, that was it's all looking rosy, but as has happened quite a few times this season, we've sort of switched off and sort of dropped our standards a bit and let mm-hmm. Ross count into the game. And then, well, I don't know, Alan McGregor or I says it as well as anyone, but what was your assessment of the first goal? First goal? It is so unlike McGregor to make a mistake like that. The only other time that I can think of he made an error that bad was in McGoy's first season in the old farm. If you remember, where he just sort of fumbled the ball in the net. Um, yeah, it's just so. Again, or I think it was quite windy up there. So, but again, I, I don't, I, I don't think, I don't think McRae should be making that mistake. And it's it's kind of something that you would expect him to do at the start of the season when there was questions about him, whether he can still be Rangers number one. But uh, it was just just a, I want to say terrible, but also also like an unfortunate mistake. You really thought he would just kick on and maybe get like a few bass rolls count before that. Yeah, and then four and a half minutes later, it seems to spread the, the sort of error, seemed to spread throughout the defence. Uh, yeah. County got their second goal, uh, sent Andy Walker over the moon. Uh, <laughs> uh, second goal, quite a few errors in amongst that. Uh, yeah. You can't really, yeah, you can't really blame it on one player. It's just like a collective failure, I would say. Um, the, I think the most annoying thing was it was just like a simple ball over the top. You know, you kind of just feel like West kind of like you know goals and um, not all passes young, but and then you've got like you know Barisic, you know who is like the Croatian left back. Um, you kind of thought we would have dealt with that better, and again, it kind of just felt like something we would have done in like the first couple of seasons under Gerard, you know, just a complete out of defensive calamity. Um yeah, it was just a very poor goal to lose as well. Yeah, I think it maybe showed a little bit of the inexperience that Barsett didn't have when he didn't yeah. get that clearance born as headers, not great in Goldson. Mm-hmm. I thought in general in the first half we sort of we stood off white quite a bit mm-hmm. and White was controlling the ball from yeah. goal kicks and things like that, and with his feet. And I thought we stood off him, and then fortunately yeah. that did change to the second half. And Barcy and Goldson started winning them challenges from the long yeah. balls and things. Uh, obviously, after that, the last sort of in that second goal seemed to give us a kick, and we went mm-hmm. into half time. Half time probably came at the wrong time. Uh, Suddenly they were getting back into the game, but fortunately, whatever was said in the change room at halftime worked and managed to kick on and didn't take long for Tav to pop up at that back post. Yeah, yeah again, again, like um, Diallo was kind of involved in that directly because of his shot and the fact that the keeper club it a wee bit. And then I think it was Kent that got involved in it as well. And then Tav was there just to, um, to bend the empty net. Yeah, again, um, Again, you know, that's fantastic. You know, he always seems to come up in those moments. 
But I generally thought that when it got to do weeks, I'm like, right, this is kind of like the gig up the backside that we really need to push us forward. Um, and yeah, you know, I was happy with the second goal. Yeah, I mean, at that point, and then continuing on, we might as well have been four a up the way I was mm. feeling because we're playing that well. Mm-hmm. We're absolutely dominating them. Even our the ever pessimist just yeah. knew that the third goal was going to come at some point, and lo and behold, Goldson pops up with it. Yeah, yeah. Wait, wait. Uh, the unlikely guy to to potentially snatch a winner for us. Yeah, he was in the right place at the right time, and. Again, you know, kind of like um, last season when we kind of got a goal that late on or with three minutes to go, we usually did well to like see it out. So not giving away stupid fouls or like stupid corners or um, any, you know, that defensive mistakes. So I think when Golden headed that in, you generally thought that, right, we'll get the not screwed on to see the remainder of the game. Because I think even in... Golden celebrations, you did see that he was literally running straight back. So it kind of said to me that even like the team knew that the game wasn't over then. And that, yeah, they did a hard part of coming back from doing down to make it 3 2. But I think they knew, they knew the task at hand was to just keep that lead and to see it the game. Yeah. Uh, but I reckon probably about 10 seconds after the restart, Ross County had more touches the ball now half than it had the whole of the second half before that. Mm-hmm. Seems to be not controlling. I don't know what was when Gio came in. We almost said, keep the zero, keep the zero. I don't know if it was yeah. that mentality that switched on rather than I would. I wish a Rangers team would be thinking, let's get four, let's get yeah. five, let's keep going because they were, were so in control of that second half. We just switched off and again gave them more chances. And well, the second goal was obvious errors, but the third goal came from Lundstrom trying a crossfield pass that really didn't need played, that went out for a throw and gave them possession back. And then Kamara with a sloppy pass, we mm-hmm. lost the ball again and end up yeah. losing the corner. And then McGregor. Once again, this is faulted McGregor more times in this podcast than we probably have in his whole Rangers career. Yeah. What do you do? What, what, what can you say about that? <laughs> I know. Um, you, you may have just got the feeling that um, they thought they were good enough to see it the rest of the game. Um, whereas we've kind of proved this season with Motherwell at home. Uh, parts of them, I think, and Aberdeen that we can't really, and even like Aberdeen about the Dodge, we were not like for some reason, we're just not as good at seeing games as we were compared to last season. Um, again, I don't know if that's to do with managerial instructions or the players on the ditch, but yeah, it was just, and you know, McGregor might make a mistake a game, but again. Well, I say it was just so rare to see him make two mistakes in the same game. Um, but again, as you said, it wasn't like his fault. You know, again, the point we go around the team with Wilson, with Kamara, even with kind of like in the, during the corner as well. So I, I just think it was kind of like a collective um, failure on the team. 
And it's quite weird because I think like in like the Livingston game, we played really badly, but we got a result. Whereas West the game at Ross County yesterday, we actually played really well. But it was just the stupid mistakes that cost us. And again, with like the game coming up on Wednesday, you're thinking to yourself, we literally put unnecessary pressure on ourselves. Because it's not as if we can again sorry if we went in their games, but with the points that we've dropped from winning possessions, you just can't help but think we've done this to ourselves. Yeah, it's uh, uh, it was a disappointing result, and mm-hmm. I mean, that's seven goals in three games we conceded against Rose County this season. I'll be the last game against Rose County, thankfully, because I think they'll be bottom six and we won't have to play them again this season. But mm-hmm. that's just Considering what was conceded 13 goals in the whole league season last year, we've conceded Aye. seven against Rose County alone. It's, it's not good enough. And yeah, I think that we're going to be up against a bigger attacking challenge on Wednesday night. Yeah. Um, like, but, see, with this defensive record this season, um, like, do you have like any ideas of like, why it's kind of like the way it is this season, if that makes sense. Because it's maybe just because last season was just so extraordinary with the amount that we conceded that that it's kind of like on realistic standards to think we can be some of that, or was this even a mistake and kind I of chair before those before the two seasons before that? I think there's there's a bit of both in it. I mean yeah. we are because the last season we are obviously going to look at it and forget sometimes just how unrealistic to consider that little is. Yeah. But at the same time, some of the goals that we're conceding this season is just sloppy. And yeah. see, I mean, seven goals against the second or third worst team in the league just now. Yeah. Yeah. Perennial relegation fighters to concede seven against them alone. I think that's more than we conceded against Celtic in the last three seasons. Yeah, something. It's, it's definitely something. I don't know if it's a, if it's a mental thing. Just uh it's Rose County can afford to, yeah, sort of relax a wee bit in this one, or if it, it's just Rose County got my number and things. So I don't know. Yeah, but we certainly shouldn't be having to score this many goals to beat Rose County side, and I'm hopeful that it'll clear up. But I mean, we have. When you think the defence has been the same for the last couple of months, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Barsi's been looking solid enough at centre half. That's his first big mistake. Yeah. yeah. But it is still a left back playing at centre half. So we've had no Hilander for a long time now. Yeah. Yeah. Balogun's been out for a, quite a bit of time as well. So, mm-hmm. and well, Jack Simpson's. Jack Simpson's uh, probably played his last game for us. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, it was a disappointing game, disappointing result, but there were a few highlights in it. Yeah. I mean, seeing Joe back, how good was it to see him back in? I think he was man of the match. Yeah. And Diallo, I thought as well, even in the segment that he was playing, I thought he kind of sold us up well, because I think that's kind of the fear I had with him. Uh, just sort of, well, it would be too physical for him, but 
okay, you can source ski, but there's like talent there. Yeah, I thought the midfield looked a better balance as well. We are filled in for Sands. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought he broke and he had a few, quite a few shots actually scoring off field. Mm-hmm. He put a few times and he had a defender once, I think, but the fact that he was getting into positions and offering that yeah. attack was was far yeah. better than what we'd seen against Livingston when it was just... Yeah, he also had something different for a few yeah. He's got that link, so... With mm-hmm. having a table back, now I thought Tarb had a decent game as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can remember once upon a time we were talking about defensive lapses and we're talking about three in the same game. Tarb would have been yeah. to be one of them, but uh, not involved in any of them. And he was an attacking threat. I know mm-hmm. it's didn't start of the second half. I don't know if it was intentional or if it was just the way that that rubbish camera angle looks at Ross County, but it looked like we were playing a back three at times. The ball yeah. was almost sitting in and Tav was almost told to get forward. Yeah. I do think Tav's better when he's allowed to get forward. And yes, definitely. He offers so much and coming up with that goal when he did. Yeah. It's kind of, I think, that's, that's probably a balance between Gerard's Tavernier and Van Bronco's Tavernier. I saw yeah. the middle ground where the he can get forward, maybe not as much as in Gerard, but certainly more than he has been in the last couple of months because he has still won. And now he's, uh, he's probably won top threat. Yeah. The I mean, it has been for the last few seasons, to be fair. To, yeah. Yeah, I think that was, like I said, 15 goal involvements this season. Four right back as well, it's incredible numbers. Yeah, only five of them are goals, as they like to say, but. Even then, that's still... I'm not going to complain I mean, about right back scoring five goals at this point. That's, that's exceptional, you know. Yeah, don't think there's any other right backs in Scotland scoring that many. Uh, that's not what penalty taker anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, not, but that's, that's Ross County put to bed. 3-3, three, three, two points dropped, definitely two points dropped. Yeah. We are still top of the league. Yeah, still mm-hmm. two points clear. Yeah, so, we can put this weekend, Scott's birthday weekend in the bin and we can look ahead to <laughs> tomorrow night, Monday night, as transfer window shut. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do, do you see any business? Do you think we'll do business? Do you think we'll see many in or many out? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, um, the only people I can see going now is kind of players that are not in Gio's plans whatsoever. So, boy, we mentioned him, Jack Simpson. I can see him just sort of leaving. I think there's reports a couple of teams in England are looking at him. So, I wouldn't be too surprised that he does leave us as a question of whether it's a loan or a transfer. Um, you know, I've seen reports on Twitter. We're looking at a few players. Um, probably the most prominent one is that uh, McDuff, um, the, the Man City boy, um, McAtee. McAtee, yeah, he's kind of like this, um, kind of like a attacking midfielder. Um, again, you know, kind of more options, I suppose. Just, just a bad squad at that. Kind of just make sure we have all areas covered. Um, again, I, I, I don't know, maybe like. One other thing to look at for is where we can get the John Stewart here over the line. Because um, I, I don't know about you, Shrug, but I think 
I would actually feel a bit more comfortable if he comes in this window. Um, not to say that the centre-back is a position that we need to improve on drastically, but I think it would kind of give you more confidence that you kind of have a guy alongside Golden who's naturally a centre-back. I mean, not to say that Bassi's done, if, I, if any, Bassi's done a terrific job, given the circumstances, but I think if we can just get um, John Shurer and it kind of gives us a bit more options, um, especially with, you know, Balkan and Hilanda, um being sort of injury-prone at the moment. But uh, I don't know what you think about that or if you think we need to add more players before the clock strikes 12 more night. Yeah, I think no. I think so. It will be complete. Uh, I don't think it was any coincidence that he came down with a bout of coctoiditis last week. <laughs> the yeah. against Oaken Lake. Uh, <laughs> probably keeping an extra fifty grand on his value or something. So <laughs> I think it's any coincidence or not. Uh, so I think he will be signed uh, before. I think maybe just left him there so they could play Celtic during the week. Yeah, for Hearts, but yeah, uh, Spurl accounts getting booed again yesterday, so yeah, I think he'll be in the door. We've seen reports tonight of link with Polish right back Sikowski. Yeah, uh, I've seen that briefly. From Gdansk, and I've seen Patrick, one of the other porters. Uh, I won't claim to know much about this stuff, yeah. the stats and all that, but <laughs> he did. Comparing to another right back uh, that was playing in Poland and now he's plays for Celtic, and his stats certainly compare very favourably compared to him. So mm-hmm. uh, it'd be good to get him in because there's no natural right back with yeah. Patterson going to Kovartov. Uh, yeah, kind of gives us a bit more options in the squad yet again, you know. Yeah, so if he, we can get somebody like that in, I know that. Maybe John Suit or maybe Leon King can maybe play it right back and in this mm-hmm. sort of the way that Geo plays a sort of sitting right back rather than attacking right back, they can probably cope and manage with that. And we know Leon Balogun did the job against Celtic. Yeah, but yeah. I guess nine times out of ten for Rangers you want the right back attacking. So I'd like mm-hmm. to think we could get some done with a bit of pace. I seen we are also linked with a Romanian left back, which I don't know, that could signal the, the switch of Barsi not being considered a centre-half and yeah. being a backup to Borna. Yeah, and like you say, also, you, so I was going to say, do you see Barsi more as a centre-back rather than a left-back? I kind of do. I think the starts yeah. are often, I think he's he's a big boy. Yeah, and mm-hmm. It's not many strikers are going to bully him about. So yeah. he's got a base on him as well for a centre back. Yeah. So that, that helps him definitely. Yeah, and I mean, you can count probably one hand the amount of good left sided centre backs that we've seen at Rangers over the last few years. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the days of Bob Giannis and things, uh, playing on <laughs> the left side of centre back. So yeah, I think that, that him and Hilander are. Both left sided, so I think it would make sense to keep Barsi yeah. and John Sutter's very much right sided. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think I've said in discussions and work group and stuff like that that 
could possibly see Gio, maybe not this season, but next, tinkering with three at the back. Basi being a left-sided centre-half. Sands, bringing Sands in, who plays at centre-half and in a three, and Suter plays on the right of a three. So mm-hmm. might not be something we use regularly, but I think it's something that's it's going to be an option going forward at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I definitely think there's a bit of business to be done. Yeah. Still, I mean, we, we put Brandon Barker in the window last yeah. still in Albion. Definitely no no takers. Right. I don't think I don't even think still in Albion would have wanted him in that <laughs> performance. So are you are you quite gutted that your boy Bakuna has, has West Rangers? <laughs> I am I am a bit disappointed that he didn't fulfil his potential yeah. Rangers. I think um, I think there was things there. I think there's probably stuff I think when he was leaving there was talk about clauses being in the contract to Huddersfield yeah. that for every appearance we're having to pay money and things like that, which you don't want to do unless it's somebody that's gonna be scoring and setting mm-hmm. up and doing hundreds of things. And then if you're not getting a run of games, you're not getting the chance to build up that yeah. momentum. So it's disappointing yeah. that he's gone, but I would agree it's worth it. Yeah, I was actually quite excited when he first came. Um, I don't know why I hate this because you thought, can we go all managers to you kind of sort of like Gerard could maybe just unlock something in him? And obviously, we are Gio. You think if we could just unlock something in him, then he'll be a top player. But I think, you know, towards the end, you could just tell that even when, you know, Laurie was kind of deep ahead of him, you know, no one take to him. Um, he has an exceptional talent, but. Um, the fact that he was getting ahead of him of Baguna, you know, that doesn't really speak well thing that doesn't speak well for me. But uh yeah, you know, obviously good luck to him. Hopefully he can maybe revive his career down at um, Birmingham. But uh yeah, no there's no doubt about his talent. He he does he did have like, a few good touches. He always has that like, goal against Roscoe at Ibrox, you know. Um but uh, he's uh, he does unfortunately that didn't that didn't work out. Yep, two assists in his last game for us, so... <laughs> he's the, he went out with a bang. <laughs> yeah, went with a bang, so... Yeah, disappointing he's gone, but it's definitely... It's a sort of avenue we have to go down at times, and... I mean, it's cost us very little, if anything at all, yeah. and then hopefully we've got clauses put in, so if he goes from bombing or something, if he goes like something better, then hopefully yeah. we can get a bit of money that way, but... Nothing ventured, nothing gained, so mm-hmm. don't lose out next time. It could be a world beater that we managed to get signed yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, Bakuna's gone. Barker, he was involved in the squad yesterday, but realistically, Again, he's a decent wee player, but I don't really see a future um, under Chiu. Um, only. Hope is that I've seen Hibs signed up Dimitri Mitchell, the ex Hearts player that I think slagged Hibs off whilst he was at Hearts. And I'm hoping that Hearts maybe return the favour and take Brandon Barker off us <laughs> exchange for Suter and uh, just to get their own wee dig back at Hibs. <laughs> Barker sitting being investigated, however, the video was. And, uh, but I don't see, don't see any big. Outgoings. I don't nah. think. I don't think there's going to be anything now, and uh, I think that's 
it's going to be much the same squad or mm. a couple of loans I can't see spending. I know there's been calls for us to spend this money we got in for Patterson, but mm. realistically, we needed to get money in to yeah. keep going and stuff and stop the directors putting money in all the time. So mm-hmm. I think that unless something exceptional to come up, I don't think we're ever going to spend a great deal of money. Um, to be fair, I don't think Diallo's here for free either. I think we'll yeah. probably be in a wee bit for him. Yeah. Uh, but the window shuts and then we've got a small game in the East End of Glasgow mm-hmm. after that. Yeah, what's your thoughts on a team lineup for that? Oh, it'll be very interesting. Um, Are you keeping I, McGregor? Because all the news was McLaughlin signing <laughs> a new deal today. Oh, so. you know, I mean, I suppose you know when you look at it that way, you know, you put two, two together, you think, oh well, this might happen. Uh, I think you know McGregor's mistakes up uh, Ross County. Um, I think there are more outliers of anything, you know, because try to think of when McGregor made that many mistakes or made mistakes that nature, really. Because um, I, I could probably count my one hand in the days I've seen that. So I would keep him because probably like one of the other players I will talk about later on, regardless of the lineup, like he is a big game player, you know, he, he's been there and done that and he's an old firm. Um, Got to look at you know even last season when he had a penalty save against Edward in the in the Scottish Cup there you know it's I, I, he is capable of extraordinary saves even at the age he's at right now so um, yeah I, I would keep him I would still keep him in the team um, for Wednesday night yeah I think there's absolutely no chance McGregor drops out absolutely yeah. none yeah, I think it's an absolute certainty to stop like you say counting one hand the mistakes it's made over seasons and mm-hmm. you know he comes up with so many big saves that yeah and as angry and annoyed as every Rangers fan was yesterday there'd been nobody more angry than McGregor himself mm-hmm. and what happened so I think there's absolutely no chance that if he's fit he's not stunned so that's a certainty in my eyes anyway yeah, same mm-hmm. back four. Yeah, same back four. I mean, even if there's a potential of signing Harry um not Harry Sutter, John Sutter, uh, tomorrow, then I don't think I would want to throw him in to, you know, arguably the most important game of our season. Um, yeah, again, and as well, you know, it's a settled back four from the time being, so... I can have have no arguments with um, you know Dav, Woods and Bassey and Barsis all starting on Wednesday night. Yeah, I'm the same. I don't think I'll say any way that barring something fitness wise, I don't think there's any chance I'm changing that back four. No one another so well, and even if Suter does come in, he's he's a right sided son of half goals and a right sided son of half so. One of them's going to be playing out of position if they want to try and fit them in. Yeah. I just don't see that happening. I think it'll be the same back four. Yeah. Midfield and forward-wise, what formation are you thinking? Are we going to go with two certain midfielders? Are we going to go with similar to Ross County with the one setter? Oh, yeah, that's, that's good. I'm just trying to think in my head. Um, 
obviously, you know, they are probably in good selling are in good spares right now. Um they've kind of picked a wee bit of form. But I saw yesterday will probably give a massive swing. Um so I, again it's kind of like stick and twist, you know. Um because I know we've been complaining about the DSM midfielders lately, but obviously you can then argue that, you know, Celtic have that quality to kind of shred us a bit. Um, again, I might, I might sound conservative, but I think I would kind of be safer with the DSM midfielders uh, and then kind of have that one attack in midfielder in a repo. But again, I wouldn't argue the other way around. Um, so I can see... Um, I can see Kamara being one of the semi builders. Um and I don't I can I can see Sands maybe starting, but again he's not really impressed me too much, but then but then again, you know, he's not really had an opportunity to show what he's capable of. Because you know he more just got chucked in by the Aberdeen game. And by against Lumsden at home and Ross County, we were gonna make three well, we stood enough games anyway to kind of make your marks. So that would be my midfield, but again, I'm not sure if Tio might show like a tactical, um, a tactical card in Dark Lundstrom, maybe. Like, I, I don't know what your thoughts are on that one, Shrug. Yeah, I've got a feeling it's going to go with the same three yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, I think Kamara and I think Arfield played well. I think they'll be trusted mm-hmm. to play that eight role in Weribo and Kamara. I think there is. There's a solidity about the two of them as well that they won't go wandering and yeah. track back. I think with both of them, I think if it'd been Hadji, I'd have been and not a Rebo. I think I'd maybe been more tempted to yeah. play a Holden, but I think we are fielding and a I think one can go and one can sit. I think they've got that understanding and things. Mm-hmm. Unless you want to throw the total cog ball in and move a Rebo back onto the right. I'm yeah. playing Sands and Kamara uh, and Arfield as a midfield mm-hmm. three, but yeah. I think our Rebels proved his fall too much. I think he's too good a player. Yeah, I think he's so that he's kind of like, that's his position. And I think if we can have so much weight ring, then it might just upset that a wee bit. But yeah, I don't like to do that. So are you I, going. Diallo and Kent on the wings? Yes. <laughs> um, again, Kent's kind of one of those players that he may not be having the best form right now, but he, he's buying up for the old form. I mean, the thing for the many times that we thought that Kent's been rolling in the last few games, but we start him in a heartbeat against Celtic just because he has that threat to them when they just don't know how to handle him. Um, yeah, he, he's... He is he can be like a big game player and these are like the biggest games you can get. So you can see again definitely starting no question there. Um Diallo again an ideal world. Um I think I've shown him into kind of like the old farm game can be a bit much, you know, because you know we've seen like better well not bit not thirty million pound rated players, but we've seen kind of like better and kind of like more experienced players kind of struggle. Was why they have base intensity um, in old front games on both sides. Uh, but I, I, would, I would start him on the right wing, I just think. He has that base. He kind of has that unpredictability as well. I'm not too sure how the South would deal with him. 
Uh, so I, I would start him on a right personally. I don't know about you. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I'm going to all on the right. Mm-hmm. Not seen that much of them, but they keep going about their inverted fullbacks or something. I kind of think, well, if Diallo's touching the white line on one side and Kent's touching the white line on the other side, are you really going to want to leave that space for them to? Yeah. I think so. I think it'd counteract what they try to do. Uh, hopefully, Kent gets his gun out again. I think that was the last <laughs> time. And when we played at Parkhead in front of fans, I'm sure that's when Kent got his gun out and uh, upset. Quite a few people get, get many more letters written to the police and the parliament, you know. <laughs> yeah, I think there was 59,000 offended that day. <laughs> uh, so, hopefully, like you say, that's one of the games that he just no can can't can show up and he mm-hmm. can absolutely control it and he can dictate. So, we'll hopefully see that. Uh, probably the biggest question at all. Who is your starting nine? Wow. Unless we can kidnap Morelos and get him back in the country. <laughs> the yeah. side of Morelos. Oh, well, you know, Colombia playing at um, uh, Shelby Park on Wednesday night, you know. Uh, yeah, that, that's the million dollar question, isn't it? Uh, it's hard because I think um, I think for it, and I don't know, I can't even justify it. I, I'm just a big fan of it, and you know. I'm kind of like his biggest fan, it seems, in our group chat. Um, I don't think he's really showed up too much since he's came back on loan. Um, I don't think he's really filled much Rangers fans with confidence. Um, but again, Ruth has just gone back from injury, so I don't know if you want to just chuck him into kind of like such a high-intensity game for him. I don't know if that'd be just too soon. Um, I, can, I think I can see it starting maybe on Wednesday night. Unless you know again, you know, um Gio does like the tactical curveball equivalent to Starn Siebel um all those years ago um this like Starn Roof and they least expect it. Uh, but I think um what I could maybe see is maybe Itten playing like the first part of the game for six minutes and then Roof comes on for the last half an hour. But uh yeah, I think it'll just be all depending on like what what tactical approach uh will be made for the game and how to one service team. But I can definitely see it in starring, I think, on Wednesday night, even though maybe an ideal world would obviously an ideal world would have Morelos, but obviously that's not a case where even sort of kind of like we've started but yeah, I can see it in um within the front line. Yeah, uh, as the man from Sambia as well, I guess, could comment the conversation. But yeah, that's true. I think I think it's passion now. Yeah, I kind of think that I think the Rangers see him as a winger rather than an out and out team. So, to be fair, Fashion did have a good game against Livingston, so it's uh, wouldn't be. I mean, the front three where Diallo, Fashion, and Kent has a lot of pace, (laughs) (laughs) but I'm kind of I'm in the same sort of get the same feeling as you that it'll be in. Yeah, I think. He's not showing up great. I think he's almost trying too hard. Yeah. Uh, I think as well as match fitness, because I don't think he played that lot of games in Germany. No, Even though he's probably one of the top goal scorers for the team being. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't, don't, he didn't play a lot of Greuther. Uh, yeah. Probably didn't want to wear that colour of strip. Uh, <laughs> but I think that 
the fact that he started against Ross County, I've got a feeling he'll start again. I don't know if that's was a question. I think it was in my mind before the Rose County game. I thought if Ruth's starting against Alec, he'll start against Rose County to get the minutes in. Yeah. Because yeah, overall, since Ruth's come back, he's not had that much fitness and we don't know the sort of way Ruth seems to pick injuries up. I don't know if it's how just need to gently, gently approach to getting them back in the team. Mm-hmm. But if there's a game that you'd want a fully fit roof firing, then it's definitely against Sullivan. He's got a decent record against yeah. them. Yeah. Uh, so I would not be surprised one bit if it's either or. But I think I've got a feeling that it will be it. Uh, I'm up against Starfield. I don't think yeah. he's had too many great reviews against somebody mm-hmm. going up against him. So. Yeah, just getting his space and uh, provide the space in between. Uh, let the let Rebo get forward and let Arfield get forward. Kind of like the first goal against Rose County, the way he saw mm-hmm. managed to flick on for a Rebo and he did the yeah. damage. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, I'm not going to ask a score prediction because I never predict scores. So unless you want to. <laughs> Venture a score prediction. I'm not yeah. asking for anything because I won't <laughs> predict anything against them. Yeah. Um, I think um, this the game, I think, is such a big game for both sides that maybe we'll just think it'll be such like a high scoring um, occasion because think about it times down in England when it goes down to the table, you think, oh, this game's going to be a goal fest, you know, be end to end, and then it just turns out to be like a nothing each draw. Um, I think it'll be a really nervy game as well for both sides, because I think they know that a win for either of them will really come on during the end of the season. I think it will be, I don't think, I think it'll be one goal in it. I generally think that it'll be like just one goal in it. Um, but again, I don't want to sit here and protect myself. I just think um, I can imagine the game just kind of ban that way where perhaps like both sides are a bit nervous, a bit cautious. Yeah, well, all I'll say is if McGregor can repay his facade with a clean sheet on Wednesday, then <laughs> in Thursday morning. Uh, but I guess that's should be us covered for tonight. Uh, Look forward to midweek. Uh, thanks, Dylan. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, feel free to interact on social media with This Is Ibrox and it's more than just the pod. We also got the plenty of previews, reviews, and just general chat uh, articles up on the site. So uh, hopefully, we'll all enjoy our week bears and we'll have a good transfer window and a good Sports Social Podcast Network.